0: Blob Talk Radio I'm a care for you I'm a care for you I'm never going to
1: put you in the mood for the show tonight, because we going in. We got the Dr. Ruth of 2016 on with us. Her name is Miss Megan, and she going to answer all our questions about sex.
0: Yes.
1: Yes, hunty. We going in tonight. So this is not the show for the little one. We're going to need you to escort them off the stage, exit stage left. For them. This is a mature adult conversation and we are going to have some fun tonight with Miss Megan and she's going to tell us all about sex, all about the sneaky, freaky. It's going down tonight. So if you have any questions, if you want to know something about sex, about your life, about your partner's life, whatever questions you have, about sex and your sex life we You want to spice it up You want to Whatever you trying to do with it We got it covered So all you have to do is call in the show And ask your question You can remain anonymous Not like I know your phone number You don't have to give your name Just ask your questions And we want to have some fun with this tonight I already got my glass of wine ready So we are going to Start the show now And we are going to Ask Miss Megan To come on with us And we're going to Get this party started
0: Thanks. Hi, Miss Megan How are you?
1: Uh,
2: hello I am good Hello
1: Good So you ready um, To uh, rock and roll tonight?
2: I am Can't
1: wait <laughs> So Megan, well, I'll let you do a formal introduction. Um, You don't have to tell us where you work, but you can tell us your job title and tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll start there.
2: Okay. Um, So my name is Megan. Um, I will just leave my last name out of it right now. Um, I am a family nurse practitioner, um, but I've always kind of been my friend's little sex guru. I've always had no problem talking about sex and... Um, I ended up going into reproductive health, which really worked out, because then I get to talk about sex with my patients and really help them out, and I can, you know, yeah, so it can be anything from just, you know, regular old questions to more clinical stuff, Um, I would have a great time talking about any of it, I am someone that has had a lot of sex um, with women and men and both and everything in between, and I have explored all those parts of me, and I try to be the most sex-positive person, so um, anywhere you want to go, there is nothing too far, there's nothing I probably haven't heard of, maybe, and that would be awesome, (laughs) but yeah, so please, just any crazy question you have or anything you want to talk about.
1: All right, all right, all right. So, I have prepared some questions just to get this party started, just in case no one else out there has any questions or too scared to ask or has not logged into the show yet. So, I'm going to start off with just some general questions um, about hygiene. So, we always want to start off light and let people know what you should and should not be doing down there. And... Okay. You know, just in case people have some issues and need, you know, a little clarification. So first and Good foremost idea. first and foremost, for our women, how should we be cleaning our own personal soap? Should we be using soap? Is soap okay? Um, should we be using feminine wash? Is that okay? Should it just be water? Is it like a self-cleaning oven? Are we supposed to be drinking the apple cider vinegar, you know, or putting it in our bathtub? You know, give us the lowdown. Well,
2: okay, so basically you are correct about the self-cleaning oven. The vagina is it's like your ass, all right? It really does clean it. And oftentimes the problem is is that women think that they need to, like, clean it. But there's good bacteria that lives in the vagina. and Everybody's like, "Ooh, there's bacteria in my vagina. Well, there's bacteria all over our bodies. There's bacteria in our gut. There's bacteria on our skin. And there's good bacteria in the vagina called lactobacillus. And it secretes acid. And that acidity is what keeps the vagina healthy. So they actually say it's about equivalent to orange juice. So if you've ever guys would notice, maybe girls um it kind of tastes tangy down there it is actually acidic so it's actually the same acidity as orange juice so and that's when it maintains that acidity that's how it stays healthy but when people get down there with soap and water and and juicing products and everything like that it can really mess it up now there's some people that can get away with juicing every single day and their vagina stays great but a lot of people could end up with infections like yeast infections or bacterial vaginosis and the bacterial vaginosis is one where it can end up smelling like fish. You really don't want that
0: one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people
2: then
1: freak out and it's not an STD, but it is something that's caused by an imbalance.
2: And what happens is when the bad, good bacteria, is like killed off or washed away, then bad, bad bacteria takes over and that causes that smell. It's not you, it's, you know, <laughs> I would try to tell my patients like, look, it, it just, it's an imbalance thing. It happens, it's like a yeast infection, it's just with bacteria. Instead of itching, you end up smelling weird and you have more discharge. So the best thing you can really do, I mean, if you want to put spray down there, go on that list, your inner side right that's where they'll kind of smell it but you really don't want to get it like in around the wet part of the vagina all right so um Uh in terms of what you can eat or anything like that a lot of that's myths I really don't think there's um you know I mean definitely a healthier diet a healthier you so everything's probably working better but there's not one thing that you can do to make your vagina taste you know sweeter or sour I mean or anything like that at least not You know, I mean, everyone
1: probably has their own little theories. And hey, you know, that's—I don't care what you eat; that's fine. Just don't put it in the vagina. Okay, cool. Okay, so now, speaking of smells, your vagina is your is your own personal smell. So a vagina is supposed to smell like a vagina. It's not supposed to smell like roses and fruit and strawberries, so. I think women sometimes have a phobia like, you know, when you smell strong down there, that is the way your vagina is supposed to smell. So leave it alone. Am I right or no?
2: Yes and no. I mean, no one's going to smell great at the end of the day, right? We go to the gym, we come home, you know. I mean, there's two main areas uh-huh. in your body that that sweats, okay? It's under your arm and in the, the groin. So if we think like we're animals, and um so like if anybody's heard of pheromones those are like the the scent smell Mm -hmm. so the way Mm -hmm. that you know like that body smell all right that usually comes from under your arms or in the groin area all right but um you know what's actually coming from the vagina really shouldn't smell like anything like the discharge from the vagina really shouldn't Mm -hmm. have Brush up? Well, I think that's personal preference in terms of their partner liking them shaved or not shaved. Um, but one mm-hmm. thing that I've noticed that a lot of guys have a – and honestly, it's usually the girl that causes a problem for the guy. So guys that are uncircumcised. They have um, – the head of the penis, when it's normally covered with the foreskin, is really sensitive. So lots of girls get freaked out. They haven't seen a lot of uncircumcised penises. So they're like, oh, hey, you need to clean that thing and all this stuff. And really too much cleaning for them causes the same problems that it does for, for women. So they can actually end up with, like, a yeast infection in there. It can be very irritated and red. So all they need to do is really kind of pull back that foreskin and clean with gentle, you know, soap and water once a day. They don't need to be doing any kind of scrubbing or anything like that. And they're also normally going to have kind of a bit of a a coating in a way um, that, that protects it, all right? Whereas men that are uncircumcised, they removed the skin when they were little and the skin has hardened and the, the head of the penis is the same kind of skin as the rest. But for people that are uncircumcised, mm-hmm. that's people that kind of can have a problem. And and so, you know, your girl does not need to go crazy scrubbing it or anything like that. Just, you know, shower, gentle soap and water every day. That's all you need to do. All right.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Now, I guess just for hygiene purposes, and you touched on this a little bit in your um, previous answer, um... Should we shave down there? Should we not shave? Is there a preference? Um, should you wax? Should, or is there a preference between waxing or shaving? Um, if we decide to go full out, just hurry monster down there, is there something that you should or should not be doing as far as the hair on your Vijay day?
2: It really is totally personal preference. And I hear from a lot of, like, older providers and their practitioners and stuff they're just like disturbed by the lack of hair but i'm more of that generation and i just don't like hair there's really no evidence to show that you need hair for any reason so it really kind of is totally up to you um the thing is is that okay. you know shaving waxing all that stuff can cause irritation so you have to i would never recommend anybody shaving every single day that's going to be causing a lot of irritation but the same, same things we generally say with shaving your legs or anywhere else go direction of the hair, all right, because you don't want to be, you can can create hair bumps, you know, like we we call it, technical term, folliculitis, but it's like an infection of the little hair follicle. So you want to use Mm -hmm. a Um, a sharp razor, you don't want to use one that's really dull because you're going to be, you know, dragging too hard on it, and you can end up cutting yourself that way, Um, and you want to go in the same direction, and it's good to use some kind of barrier cream, like some kind of shave gel, shave cream, and again, you don't need to be getting this inside the vagina, but around that area. Now, some people that, if they chronically get, you know, hair bumps or irritation um, in certain areas, I would really say then just you know, shave the bikini line. All right. For some people, it's just too irritating to, to shave the rest of it. Now you can wax. If anybody's waxed, they know it. Well, I don't know. I think it is way too painful and I would not be doing that all the time. But that's, um, that's, that, Hey, if that's your thing, that's totally fine. Um, but you also have to kind of let it grow back. And that's always been an irritating thing for me. Cause I'm like, well then I'm ended up like, you know, only clean shaven for like half the time and then I have to wait and, and it's, it's expensive. So um, in, the Nair, that is, some people can have really severe, like, allergic reactions or just um, sensitive skin reactions, because it's really, it's a harsh chemical that is made to dissolve hair. So I'm not a big fan of Nair, but for people that have used it and have no problem with it, fine, you know, whatever works for you, I'd probably say. Another option is trimming. So maybe, you know, summertime you need to shave your bikini line, but you can actually just trim. Like, they actually sell, they look like mini beard trimmers, and Mm -hmm. Just like you would trim a beard, you just trim down there. So it keeps it all the same nice short length without it, and you know, so it looks nice and neat. You don't have, like, the big bush, but you're not causing, you know, irritation if that's an area that you normally kind of, you know, get hair bumps. And guys, same thing. They can do whatever they want.
1: (laughs) So, okay, I got a funny story, y'all. So it's way too much information, but since we already, already talking about sex, it is what it is. But, okay, so back in the day, I called myself getting some nail, and I was going, you know, use it down there to, you know, make it all nice and pretty. And I'm like, okay, it might, you know, work for me better than just shaving, so we're going to buy some nail. So I read the directions, and I was like, okay, put it on, leave it on for a couple minutes or something, and then wipe it off. What are you doing? Are
0: I'm you, sorry, you, I was you driving You put stuff in I'm the trunk? <laughs> <laughs> okay Dead body <bodies>. so, No <laughs> Right Is he putting stuff. sock in the trunk while we no. <laughs> What's going on?
1: <laughs> Alright so, <laughs> so I get home I put the nail on. I'm standing in the mirror looking like, okay, oh, my God. As soon as I put it on, it started burning like hell. Oh, so I run to the bathroom, get jumped in the shower, starts washing it off. When I tell you all the skin down there was like bright to a crisp, it was horrible. I will never use me again. Not a good um, idea.
2: Yeah, no, I've heard that before. It can be very irritating. And forgive me one second. My dogs are going to bark for two seconds, and then they're going to be good. Okay, I'm in.
1: Okay. So, now, sex 101, because we're going to jump right into it today.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: So, I have questions on... All right, we're going to start off with the questions. What is okay. meant by a healthy sexual
2: relationship? Huh, that is a good one. Um, well, I would say most of all, it needs to be consensual, um, causing you know, and that that both people are experiencing pleasure, preferably. Um, that it that is safe in terms of you know, it's not one person that is having sex with lots of people not telling that other person and then possibly exposing them to STDs. So it's whatever is needed in that relationship. I mean, there's sometimes there's couples that one person's HIV positive, one is not. So doing whatever is necessary to kind of help protect transmission and there's other, you know, STDs, herpes or whatever else. So, you know, doing it in a way in which you're, you're kind of protecting each other Um, and you know, that it is all consensual and that, you know, ultimately that you're both, you know, kind of, feeling like you're on the same page. It's a honest relationship, but there can be a lot of variation there. But I think, you know, the main thing is, you know, um, safe is in you know, both people are kind of protecting each other from STDs and pregnancy. If they do not want that and that it's consensual and that both people are having pleasure. Do you know,
1: do you know what is the normal amount of sex? like, Like what is the typical numbers and I was supposed to research this, but I didn't. But if I (laughs) had to, I will. Like, how many times do normal people have sex in a week?
0: Like in a relationship, let's say boyfriend, girlfriend,
1: girlfriend or husband,
2: wife. I try not to have people go by the numbers in some respects. I think sometimes it can make some people feel, you know, like they're abnormal. You know, so I think it really Mm -hmm. does depend on two people. I mean, there are some people that. They want to have sex every single day, and they're with a partner that wants to have sex every other day, and that is awesome. And then there's other people that want to have sex once a year. Now, if there was somebody else that wants to have sex once a year, that is perfect and totally healthy for them. The problem is is that a lot of people want to have sex different amounts of time, and I think that happens you know, a lot. So what is normal kind of doesn't really matter. It's, kind of, it's, it's more so what you guys can compromise on that right. keeps both people happy. So I think that, that, you know, rather getting into normal, because then that gives, yeah, the other person like, oh, you're not normal. Well, you know, they're them. (laughs) And if you want to be with that them, then you guys have to kind of figure out, you know, what will keep both of you happy. Good answer. Good
1: answer. That that answers that. Okay. Is there anything you can do to change or increase your sex drive?
2: Well, um, I get that question a lot. Um, now, it is helpful to look at what kind of medication somebody is on. Sometimes there are, especially antidepressants, have been known to cause um, two different things. It could cause decrease in sex drive. It could also cause just the, that the person can't climax so they can't actually come um, or they'll have trouble getting so oh, wow. they, they might still want sex, but they just can't you know finish um so those mm-hmm. you know can be problems sometimes it's a, you know and everyone's different with that there's some drugs that are more known to cause you know sexual side effects than others um birth control mm-hmm. can also affect women, and that's a, a common one um. So a lot of the birth control methods out there, pretty much the only ones that don't would be like the copper IUD, which doesn't have any hormones, and the marina tends to have very little sexual side effects. There's even some evidence to show that it might help people's sex drive. Um, but a lot of times, the, the hormones in birth control, they kind of make your body feel like it's pregnant. They shut down certain up and down of hormones, and, and that can affect sex drive. Um, it can also affect the amount of lubrication people have, um, women have, so, and that can get in the way. Um, other things, I mean, definitely mental health is a person depressed and untreated. You know, someone may be worse Mm -hmm. off if they're depressed and untreated than they are on an antidepressant. Um, and then just kind of stress life events, also any kind of trauma in their past. I mean, there's some people that, you know, if they've only had bad experiences related to sex, then, you know, that's definitely going to affect their desire. Um, with women and men there's definitely kind of differences in kind of what can help. I mean, men, usually their issue is not that they don't want to have sex, but it's erectile issue. So, you know, we have lots of drugs out there, Viagra and stuff like that. There is one new drug out there, but it's really not recommended unless it's like a severe problem that, you know, women sex drive and they've, you know, tried a lot of other things because it's, um, and I don't actually know that much about it, so I won't get into it, but the big thing with women is a lot of times women think that, you know, because they just, they don't want to have sex immediately, that that means there's something wrong with them. But women are unique in that they can kind of be warmed up. And so, yeah, maybe you didn't think you want to have sex, but if you just kind of stay open to it and, you know, a lot for women is about stimulation. So, you know, a lot of guys just want them to kind of be ready, but, a lot of things that can help is, you know, the guy kind of warming you up, you know, and just stimulation. It can be non-sexual touching, a massage, um, foot massage, back massage, neck massage, whatever. Um, Just kind of more cuddling, um, you know, skin to skin contact of some sort. Sometimes that can kind of, you know, get you worked up, Um, you know, oral sex, uh, digital stimulation, fingering, whatever, all that. But another thing is vibrators. Um, there's actually one new device, it's really just a vibrator, and it's kind of crazy that they are marketing it as to help women with sexual dysfunction, because they're, they're, it's like, really expensive. Um, and these people could really just go get a vibrator. But the idea is, is that vibration <clears throat> brings um, blood supply to the vagina, All right. So if you just cause stimulation to the clitoris, um, and you could do that with your own hands, or you could do that with a vibrator, um, that it, you know, it kind of, you may not have thought that you wanted it but then you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like it kinda of starts things.
0: So they're mm-hmm. actually
2: recommending women use it like, you know, kinda if and it's kind of sometimes good to help plan sex in a way. It kinda of gets you both, you know, instead of trying to that you're kinda of thinking about it that day and it's like you're 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 so I think that's that's a good thing. So sometimes maybe The person, you know, uh, the woman like, no, hey, I'll meet you upstairs in 10 minutes. And they go upstairs and they get comfortable with their vibrator. And that starts all the juices flowing and gets the blood going to the right place and sends the right messages to the brain. And that can really kind of, you know, get someone in the mood that, you know, didn't really feel like they were in the mood. So as much as it sounds like scheduling sex, but sometimes when people have really busy lives and, you know, a good sexual release is good for everybody, sometimes that's not a bad thing to plan it. And especially, you know, in terms of making it something, you know, that like you can kind of look forward to. And even if it's a, you know, like, you, like the way people have date nights, you know, extend that mm-hmm. to like, you know, sex nights. Sex nights, yes. 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 And whether that involves bubble bath or champagne or whatever, but it just kind of means that you're both thinking about each other and kind of anticipating and, the, and your mind is one of the most important things, especially for women when it comes to sexual desire. So, you know, sometimes that, that, that workup, just the anticipation and everything or, or making it a surprise. So a lot of times people want it to just be like it was in the beginning of a relationship. And that is hard because there are, I mean, we mm-hmm. know that there is hormones, that are going on in the beginning of a relationship and that, that, you know, cause, you know, all that great feelings. And they do kind of go away once you've been in a relationship for a while. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that person. It's really, you know, I mean, maybe there's some people that last the entire relationship, but that is extremely rare. So when it comes down to the end of the day, you know, you're going to have to work on it (laughs) a little bit. Um, And so I think some people just need to kind of get over that thinking that it's always supposed to be easy and they want to rip each other's clothes off
0: because
2: that, that is extremely rare. And I think sometimes that sets people up for feeling like there's something wrong with them. And it's like, no, that's actually pretty normal. Um, And that, you know, the biggest thing is communication as well is being able to Mm -hmm. talk to your partner. If one of, if one of you feels like you are, you know, that they want more than the other or they want more different, but also feeling comfortable with each other so that, you know, you can kind of bring up things that might liven up things. Like everyone's got some fantasy or some desire, but if they don't feel like they can tell the other person, then, you know, that could really kind of start up a whole new thing and and be something new and exciting and and make both people happier. And um, so it's important to be able to kind of share those things and not just kind of, ruminate in your head about oh my god we're not having sex that means we're going to get divorced all this stuff when it's like just talk Mm -hmm. to your partner about it you know usually there's nothing wrong with your relationship there's nothing wrong with you um and the only way you're going to get to a better place is if you can kind of feel like you guys can both communicate with each other
1: okay so, that was a really long answer. Is a little, that's okay, that's a, but it was a lot of information, and I appreciate it. Um, so okay. there is a little blue pill for men.
2: Is there a little pink or purple pill for women? There is a pill, and I am terrible, I don't even know. It, it is very new on the market, um, and, and it, I think I was referring to that as in it's, it's not like the male issue is really easy. You just get blood flow to the penis and then it works. Um, It's not that simple with women. So that, you know, women, so it it does do something, but it affects like the neurotransmitters in the brain. So it can cause a lot of side effects and other things and it doesn't work. So it doesn't like Viagra pretty much works for everyone that takes it. People use it recreationally. So porn stars will use it. Escorts will use it. Um, It's something that, you know, Oh, take this. We're good. Um, Where the the woman's pill really does not work that way. So it's really kind of not recommended. Unless someone's really kind of tried everything else, and they're willing to deal with whatever side effects, so it's an option. I would encourage anybody you know that has really struggled um, to to look into it. But I actually don't know that much about it. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll read right, up now. on it for the next time. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. Now, how the if you are not a person that stays moist down there on a the regular. Is there something you can drink?
2: Is there something natural that will make it moist? Well, I mean, most of us are dehydrated. I think that's one big thing. So when you're dehydrated, you know, you're not going to have, you know, your 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 skin's not going to glow. You're not going to, you know. So I think number one thing, stay hydrated. But some people, they are just, some people get super wet really quick and other people just don't. So I really think everybody should have a good quality lubricant um, at hand, mm-hmm. at their bedside, wherever. Um, and there, there's, different, there's lots of different ones out there. Um, there is uh, any good quality sex shop, you know, you, usually you can go in and, and they have um, samples. So there's a place in Hamden, um, and you can go in and try out the different um, lubes and decide kind of which texture you like. I was lucky Wait a minute, wait like a, me, a minute, and... wait a minute. What do you mean? <laughs> no way to back up. What do you mean you can go in and try a different kind of lube? You mean
1: they like put it, it on your yoga. hand and rub it and
2: see? Yeah, exactly. Yes, they have testers wow. of all the different lubes that they carry.
0: So you can feel wow. which one kind of okay. feels
2: more natural. And some people like it to be a little bit. Now, the thing that's important with women um, is that, you really want a water-based lube um, silicone lube lasts a long time and that's great for like anal sex, but it's not so good for the vagina. So um, mm. I would not recommend silicone lube because uh, it kind of doesn't go away. Um, so, you no, know, I mean, if, if you're in okay. anal sex and then silicone lube may be great for you, um, but generally for vaginas I'd recommend um, water-based lube and, um, if you are an extremely sensitive person, they do make ones that do not have like any kind of preservatives and stuff like that. Um, There's ones that don't have glycerin and that's important because glycerin causes the lubrication to break down as soon as you open it. So um, if you look like Astroglide makes one that's glycerin free and a lot of um, the company called wet they make lube they have wet naturals ones that are ph balanced there's a lot of different options out there there's a really good one called liquid it's like a woman owned company um so you can find kind of you know there's all different kinds of products so other things that i would avoid unless you know you're okay with them are like the flavored ones or the warming ones Mm -hmm. some people love that stuff Mm -hmm. and that's fine but if you are a very sensitive person i would try to stick with the ones that you know are water-based that are pH balanced that and stay away because some of that stuff can really burn you. So the same thing that you said happened with Nair that can, I've had people come mm-hmm. in that are miserable because they got some of those condoms with that crazy lube on it, the fire and ice or whatever. And like, yeah, that's supposed to make it feel like, you know, either heat or icy cold, but for some people it just painfully burns. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
2: so that, that, that can be a problem. Um, and the ones that have flavoring in it, Um, that is Mm -hmm. if they have actually like sugar in it, that can end up, um, causing yeast infections because sugar, um, yeast eats sugar. So that's a problem. So you, I would, you know, stay away from, from those kinds, but, um, there's lots of them out there. You can go on drugstore.com. You can go on, uh, there's a lot of different, um, websites. I'm trying to think of, uh, toys in Babeland. I think it's babeland.com and good vibes.com. These are, um, big sex shops in LA and Seattle and New York that have online presences and so there's a lot of you know you can look up reviews they have reviews on all this stuff um, but yeah I mean you can the kind that you're going to find at your local drugstore would be like KY Jelly or like Astroglide. and the cool thing about Astroglide, it was actually made for NASA and then they figured out it was a good lube so interesting story cool all right so um right one forth, more thing sorry this is yeah there, oh, there, there's one more uh, for people that are trying to get pregnant there's one called pre because sometimes lubricants can get in the way of uh sperm motility so that's one thing to keep in mind mm. if you are trying to get pregnant then there's a, a oh. special one called pre-seed i
1: would have never thought about that so thank you for that information. <laughs> that's very helpful Now, take a break real quick. You're listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey, tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9. We have our Dr. Ruth of the Millennium, Megan. And if you have any questions and you don't want to call in, you can request, if you are already my friend on Facebook, then you can um, send me your questions on Facebook. If you are not, you can friend me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Stacy L. Ferguson, S-T-A-C-Y, the letter L, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N. I will accept your friend request, and you can put your, friend, your questions on Facebook, and we'll ask them over the air. You can still remain anonymous. I won't put all your information out. But, or you can inbox me if you wanted to keep it personal, but you, wanna, you have a question and you want to answer it on the show. Let me know. I'll let you go. All right. So, Megan, next question. we just going to keep running off questions because I got a million of them. All right. and you can just keep. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So, next question. Can too much
2: masturbation hurt your sex life? No. If anything, I think that the more sexual stimulation you're having, usually the better your sex life is. Um, the only way mm-hmm. I would say that would be a problem there are and this is kind of like a phenomenon they've actually done studies on that men that masturbate to porn there's something about like the stimulation of the computer screen and the the, the like the sound and the light and everything that almost gets them conditioned where they can't quite get off to like a normal person <laughs> um so that, that wow um, but there are some people that like literally, and you can have an addiction to anything. And there are some people that like, it hasn't gotten the way of their life. Like they're constantly masturbating and they're constantly trying to find porn that, you know, is dirtier or, you know, something that has to kind of keep. And, and once you're used to like seeing crazy stuff online, generally your girlfriend's <coughs> not, or boyfriend is not going to do that. You know, and so sometimes it's almost like you have this super high expectations that can't be met. That's the only time that I would say that porn is a problem. Like if it's, you know, if it's getting like you're or you're you're masturbating all the time, but you can't actually have sex with your partner. That would be a problem. But otherwise, no, I mean, if somebody can masturbate and have sex five times a day, great. Good for them. Um, and the only other problem, I guess, would be if you're actually having like chafing or some kind of like, you know, problem because of of too much um work, you know stimulation down there yes so those would be the only times that it would, would be a problem or if you know yeah that's about it yeah just mainly um i think it's more of like that that kind of psychological stimulation problem if you know you're kind of addicted to like you know internet or or pornography that requires like you know the, the stimulation of the light it's kind of a weird idea but apparently it is uh-huh. true and there's some guys that are now doing this whole thing where they they don't masturbate <laughs> um and that maybe and that's maybe what that's what they need but the general old you know like you occasionally masturbate no that's not going to be a problem at all and if anything i think that it kind of gets you thinking about sex and then like you know you're and then for some people that kind of come too soon sometimes mm-hmm. you know, masturbating can help because it you know like if they haven't had the first know, one anyone hasn't had sex in a while yeah it might like you know, they're going to come really quickly. So masturbating ahead of time might make the experience last longer. And that can be a good thing. So, um, I generally think there's, and I think if anything for women, a lot of times women don't know exactly what they want or want feel what feels good. And if they don't know, then the partner doesn't know. And I think that masturbation teaches women and men like what they like. And if mm-hmm. you know what you like, then you can tell your partner what to do, what feels good. I think it also can help empower women to know that they can make themselves feel good, and they don't always, you know, need a man to do that. If anything, I think that we should, you know, teach that for our high schoolers. <laughs> and you know, like there's so much, like, oh, right. you, know, you can't think, talk about sex. Like, you know, teach them how to please themselves, so that if they are just, mm-hmm. you know, horny or whatever, then they can take care of themselves, and they 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 don't go looking for a partner unless they, you know, are really looking for a relationship.
1: Right. Hey, that sounds like a a winner.
2: (laughs) All right. So the
1: next question: How do you prep for anal sex? Are there certain things you should not eat? So first things first: How do you prep for anal sex?
2: Well, hmm. I feel like yes. You know, depend like the healthier your bowels are, the better off. You know, if somebody that, that has issues with their bowels anyway and they, they're always constipated or they have, you know, lots of diarrhea or something, that can make some problems down there. So um, I don't know if there's really a way to prep. Um, I mean, I guess some people would go to the extremes of doing an enema. I don't think that's necessary. I mean, the thing to keep in mind, if you're going to be having anal sex, the person can't get all squeamish if they gets to be a little poop somewhere. All right. I mean, that's just, you know, kind of mm-hmm. part of the experience. <laughs> so, you know, if the person's going to get that freaked out, then they probably shouldn't be having anal sex. But um, I would say, if anything, it's more of a relaxation thing. Um, a lot of, and, mm-hmm. and no surprises. Surprises with anal sex are very bad. Um, the thing is, is that the anal sphincter, when something tries to suddenly go in that you're not expecting, it causes it to tighten up
0: right and that is
2: very bad mm-hmm. and then it almost causes like spasms so you've all we've all heard the stories of the person that he, he hit the wrong hole and it was extremely painful like anal sex should not be painful but a lot of times when you're not expecting it and something tries to go in there it causes it to tense up, and and that can be a big problem so if anything i think the person you know needs to be ready well lubricated mm-hmm. so use tons of lube all right go easy. Um, the anus is not, it is not at all harmful for you to have anal sex, but it is not as kind of flexible and um, as able to handle punishment, I guess, as the vagina. So the vagina, can you, mm-hmm. get, you know, have a whole baby out of there. So it is pretty tough. And it can be pretty rough, but the, the, the anus, you know, things can tear more easily. You're more likely to have bleeding. So the person really does have to be gentle. You're not going to be as rough as you you possibly could be with, with vaginal sex. Um, But other than, and then, you know, so mainly just taking it slow, use a lot of lube, um, you know, I think a good recommendation, add the vibrator in. I think that people that are very nervous about that, um, either Mm -hmm. self-stimulation with your own fingers or a vibrator can help kind of it's like if you're getting a tattoo and you bite your lip so you don't feel the pain from the tattoo or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um same kind of idea. Like it, it kind of takes the, the you know, like the stimulations on the clitoris and you're kinda of not even paying attention so everything else is relaxed and sometimes that can make it easier. Um uh, there are some products that can actually I was like X. Yeah. <laughs> um and I Totally forget what they're called. Another thing that we'll have to, to look up. One of them is but, anal ease. <clears throat> yes, yes, and that will actually—it it is a chemical that can actually, you know, cause that the sphincter, the smooth muscle, to relax. And isn't it like poppers as well? Like there's something that you can sniff that also can cause that to happen. What? Oh, yeah.
1: Know about
2: that, <laughs> fill me in. <laughs>
1: Wait a it's, minute. Am I sniffing it like drugs? Am I going to be high? Yes. I kind can't of. walk around it, skinny, it, though. It, I can't get addicted to something like,
2: that's going to make no, it no. easy for me to take it in the hands and word. then I'll so be. Anything, I let's, yeah, we'll keep this, we'll go with the anal ease and other stuff. But yeah, um, a, a pupper is I, kind of the, the the slang term in the, the gay community. And uh, it can kind of, um, it, it also helps relax. The, the the anal finger, so so that is one thing that is is also an option, um, but I yeah, I don't know I probably say let's stick with anowies I don't even know where you get that other stuff,
0: <laughs>
2: and I think it's gonna have <laughs> some other side effects, um, right, but yeah, and the main thing is just that, that both people are are wanting to do it, um, and you can also start with a finger you don't always have to go right to the penis you know, um, mm-hmm. so and a lot of it's more and more kind of pegging or whatever the term is used like the women that are wearing strap-ons with men i mean men are lucky they have a prostate i wish i had a prostate i'd probably enjoy anal sex more but for men i mean there is you know a reason why that feels so good um so you know i think that more men should be open to exploration um because you know yeah prostate massage it also the more the prostate is massaged which the prostate is like right inside the rectum um it it Actually causes a fuller ejaculation, like a fuller emptying, and that apparently is <coughs> makes the guy feel better. So, anyway, okay. That, that is so a, wait a minute. Wait
1: so, a minute. Wait a minute. Pause. <laughs> pause. Pause. <Yeah. laughs> wait a minute. Okay. So what you're saying is that the men' G spot is in their anus because they have a prostate. Yes, that is true. So yeah. men should be more open to a woman kind of wiggling a little finger around there. Don't make them gay. If they want to so have so a full
2: experience, yeah,
1: definitely. Oh. Oh, y'all Maybe. men out here, that talk about it ain't no woman touching my hind parts and this, that, and the other. Let your girlfriend, <laughs> the one that you trust, seriously, that ain't going to joke you after <laughs> let her rub your hind parts before, while y'all getting it in and see, <laughs> holler at your girl let me know how, what, what it do for you. I mean, I don't really need to know. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> Whatever.
1: The whole point is. No,
2: but apparently it can make things much, much better. So I think, hey, I mean, you know, you you got to be willing to try everything.
1: So definitely. All right now. See, this is mm-hmm. why you have to stay tuned to make me feel at radio, because you never know what we're going to talk about. And even though we're talking about sex,
2: see, you learn something else today. Now, yeah, there are all kinds of strap-ons. And all kinds of different size of dildos, so whatever somebody's into, you know, they can accommodate. So, so
1: lots of shops out so, there. So, um,
2: should women be should women be trying to persuade bad men, and the
1: um, the woman buying a strap on and having sex with the man in the butt? I
2: don't think that's. If go that well. is something. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it's interesting to explore all kinds of options. I mean, you don't know what your thing is until you kind of at least think about it. So. You know, and if it's selling out someone's thing, that's that's fine. But some people might love it. So, All right, so women out
1: there, if you're into the sneaky freaky and you want your man to have a euphoric orgasm, see if he'll let you strap one on and do the damn thing. See how it goes. All right. Mm -hmm. So next question. Oh, so the second part of the first question about anal sex was like, are there things that you should not eat, like dairy or, like, you hear a lot of stuff like don't eat cheese and milk and all this other stuff. No.
2: I well, think that's all matter? about, I mean, like, if something constipates you or causes you to have diarrhea, then no, that would not, like, anything that's going to upset your stomach. I mean, in general, you're probably not going to want to have sex of any kind if your stomach's upset. Right. So, But otherwise, no, it, that, that doesn't matter at all. <laughs>
1: But if you're constipated, yeah. you
2: might want to take one in the back door, might loosen that thing up, make you go to the bathroom. I mean, I have not heard of that, you know, and that person has to be really open for all kinds of messes to happen. But, yes, that Doing supposedly yeah. does work pretty well.
1: Keep a towel yeah. by the beer, y'all. Exactly. All right. So the famous question of the night, how do you minimize your gag reflexes?
0: Hmm. Hmm.
2: I mean, I think some of that is just like some people are better at it than others. Now, how do you work on it? Well, I'm sure practice makes perfect for everything. Right. So I well, do I- think it is a lot of kind of concentration and, you know, relaxing. Now, mm-hmm. the other thing that might work with the whole vibrator thing or somebody stimulating them again, when you're kind of distracted in another area, then, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, it doesn't bother you as much. Um, uh, I think so almost
1: like. Should it be like just, as it going in, you should be breathing in? Or as it's going in, you should be breathing out? Definitely breathe through your nose.
2: That is key. <laughs> right. You will not be able to breathe. Or, or else you're going to your choke the death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I definitely think,
2: you know, not when you have a cold. That could be a problem. Um. So I'm I go to the Renaissance Festival, and there's a sword swallower, and I kind of feel like it's a lot like that. It's learning to, like, open up your throat and position your, you know, neck mouth in a way in which that, you know, it goes Whoa. down. Cause I mean, granted, you know, there's no way to deep through it without kind of like, you know, contorting your, your throat and everything. So I think a lot of it's sometimes positional, the way you're laying on the bed or have them stand and you lie down or whatever. I mean, try upside down, you know, there's all different positions and I think that, you know, you might find that it actually works better certain ways. Plus penises are all curved different. So, you know, well something that works well for one people might not work for somebody else. So I think it's, it is, you know, not just, on your knees with them standing, you know, there's lots of different positions Uh that you might, Oh, that kind of works pretty well. It slides right down that way.
0: Uh Um,
2: Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, and some people just really kind of, you know, can't get that deep or they don't want to. I mean, so that's always good to you know, add something. I mean, there's the whole grapefruit thing. There's, you know, just, you know, a hand with lube on it, you know, can kind of, you know, almost as an extension of your, your mouth, you know? So I think that you Uh can give the Uh sensation of deep throating without, you know, truly needing to deep because some of us just are not that great at it, but some are excellent.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: okay, okay. Again, you are listening to Make Me Feel It Radio with your host, Stacey, and our co host for tonight, Miss Megan, got the roof of the millennial. And we're talking about sex, we're talking about the birds, the bees, some honey to make it sticky, and we having an adult conversation about what's going on in your bedroom, and are you being fulfilled? Do you have any questions? Do you need some answer, some questions answered? Here's your opportunity. You can remain anonymous. You can push one, and I'll take your call. You don't have to say your name. Ask your question. If you are on Facebook, Stacey L. Ferguson, you can inbox me, or you can well, you want to inbox me because I'm quite sure you don't want to post your question on my page. So send me an inbox, <laughs> let me know what your question is, I'll answer it, I'll ask it, and I'll get it answered on the air. We have to take a break for our commercial and advertising and pay some bills. So we're going to pause for a minute, Megan, and take our okay. break, and then we will be right back.
3: All right. Sounds good. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, it's Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacy Lemoore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows, five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Harvey. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kenneth and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month, is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Kahek, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk, Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before. With Vondria Walter and Zakia Lana, the Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul.
1: All right, Megan, we are back to business. Thank you guys Right. I got my Right. I should have ran downstairs and got me a glass. I'll <laughs> save that for after the show. I don't really be All drunk right. slurring the questions. <laughs> and yeah, another thing. Yeah, so we're going to save my wine for after the show. All now, right. is, it, um, is it true that you can. Orgasm
2: out your anus through anus through anal sex. Yes, you can. Um, the, the thing is, is that all everything is real close together down there. So mm-hmm. the thing is, is that um the same. Okay, so the, the theory is, is that we used to compare, um, like the, the clitoris is, is equivalent to the penis, but actually we know now that the clitoris has like legs. So part of the Um, it's not just the clitoris but it actually has um, uh, nerve endings that kind of follow along the vaginal canal so that's how people have you know vaginal orgasms. okay so it's all kind of connected and the the tissue between the vagina and the anus like if you ever put one finger in one and one finger another you can feel in between there it is it is not much at all so The anal sex, it just kind of pushes that up against, and it's actually stimulating the same um, receptors that you would with vaginal sex. So, yes, in the same way that somebody could have, you know, a a vaginal orgasm, they could have an anal orgasm. Because those same receptors that kind of follow along the vaginal canal are actually being stimulated, you know, from the rectum. Because literally they lie right on top of each other. The vagina lies right on top of the the rectum. That's a real thin tissue in between it.
1: Okay. Now, for the ladies out here who do not explore themselves and do not have private time, how do you find out where your G-spot is? Kind of give us a general area or kind of give us a little kind of, okay, so radio is theater of the mind. So you have to to um, imagine what Megan is trying to
2: tell you. So kind of give us a little visual, Megan. I would say it's like the roof of the vagina is where the D-spot is. Okay, so the the top of the vagina, like the bottom, like behind the vagina is the anus. But like to the front of the vagina, like where the clitoris is, that's your pubic bone. So um, if you Mm -hmm. ever your finger in there you can feel that there's like something hard there in the front okay right behind Mm -hmm. there is generally where the g-spot is all right um and it almost tends to feel like you have to pee when somebody stimulates it like it can be very intense some people Mm -hmm. like it some people don't and a lot of people it has that same sensation that you have to pee so a lot of people are like oh no you know stop and you almost kind of have to like give into that if you really Mm kind of you're into squirting you've heard of squirting Mm -hmm. right yeah, okay. Absolutely. So like for people generally squirting female orgasm or whatever or female ejaculation, it mm-hmm. is basically what happens when the G-spot is stimulated. Okay? So it, I wouldn't even know if I'd say it's synonymous with orgasm. Like people can have a female ejaculation and they didn't actually come. It it's still kind of an intense sensation, but it's not necessarily an orgasm. But what it does is it actually releases um it feels like you're peeing and some people think it's pee but it's really not. It actually has like a different chemical makeup but it can get really wet. Um and what it is is there is um fluid in that, that like is used to lubricate kind of the vagina or whatever that kinda of then comes mm-hmm. out. Um there's not a whole lot of studies on it. Um but yeah, it's it's become more popular that people know about female ejaculation. And that that's, you know, what it is. And the G spot is how you get that to happen. And some people can actually make themselves squirt on demand, which is very talented. All right. So
1: Maggie and me, you're going to get together and we're going to do a pop-up book, the first pop-up book about squirting. All, All
0: right. We're right. going to make <laughs> so some good. money on but it. But yeah, there's like, certain,
2: <laughs> like sexual positions kind of work better at finding that spot. So, um, you know, missionary is this guy on top, but like putting the girl's legs up on his shoulders can really help because mm-hmm. it kind of then causes the the tip of the penis to really, you know, go into that, you know, area right behind the okay. pubic bone. So there's sometimes where someone tries a new position and they're like what happened? And it was because basically they totally hit the G-spot and it, you know, caused them to, to squirt.
1: Okay, so you said
2: squirting is not pee, but it
1: no. Where does it come from? Does it, it come out it, the same? It does come from the urethra. The it
2: does come from the urethra. Yes, it does come from okay. the pee hole. But it's actually like another gland of fluid that is almost used to like moisturize the, the vagina. So it's now I'll admit, um it, it because it comes out the same hole or whatever and I know they've done like studies on it like even for me mm-hmm. until I like kind of was in nursing school I did not believe that it was not pee and sometimes I think if you make someone squirt enough I think it is pee but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, generally the first time it's not really pee <laughs> it is It is like something different um, but okay. again you know I mean I, I do think sometimes that it, it can um, almost like if Someone, some people get really into the whole squirting thing, and they want to make the person mm-hmm. squirt multiple times. And I think eventually it runs out of what fluid is in there, and then it can mm-hmm. kind of be like urine. So, but anyway, okay. I mean, urine's pretty much stale, sterile, not a big deal.
3: <sighs>
2: okay. Yeah, all these things, now, I think people need to be more comfortable with fluids, because you know, sex yeah. is messy. So, you know, if everyone's going to mm-hmm. get, oh my god, there's blood or there's something else, then you're not going to have a lot of fun in bed because you're going to be all worried about stuff right
1: well and the next thing is i mean if you're not having messy sex are you really having a good time
2: i agree with you
1: there should be a lot of spit a lot of fluids you know you gotta go with it you gotta go with it to actually enjoy the experience and okay so how do you Tell a man, and I I know there are some women, so I've had some conversations, and these are actually questions that people I've told, you know, we are going to be talking about sex on the show. So if you have any questions, you know, send them to me. So these are questions that people sent to me that I have accumulated and I'm asking on the show. So there are not a lot of women who are comfortable telling men, what they like, how they like it, because they either don't want to seem like a freak or don't want to seem like, oh, well, where did you get that from? We ain't been doing that. So, but maybe you just want to try something different. Is that what, should you tell your partner, your man in the midst of you having sex, what you want him to do or should that be a conversation for before or like as you throughout the day like you send them little text messages or emails like you know tonight can we do this what do you what do you suggest
2: um well i think it depends on the couple i think i think for some people that they're just kind of they they don't they're not going to talk about it another time. I do think another time would be better. Mm-hmm. I think it prepares the person. and I think sometimes in the moment, some guys that especially if you haven't had, said anything before and you it's just like you mm-hmm. know into the relationship, they're going to like, oh my god, was she not enjoying it the whole time? And then they go into their head and then they lose their erection right. and then it's a whole mess. So I do think that sometimes having it in a a non um, you know sexual conversation at a completely different time can be a good thing. And then they kind of, you know, are are prepared and they're not, you're not breaking Mm -hmm. up with this. "Uh, I wish you would do this, this, or this. And they're like, Whoa, have you been Mm -hmm. the whole time? You
0: know? (laughs) So um, I think
2: it it depends on the couple, but um, Mm -hmm. I do think that, you know, that, that, is, that is such a hard one. I do think that a lot of people, I don't know, I wish we could get to the point where, you know, we could all be whores and it would be fine. And there's, there's, there's not this, you know, belief that, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that most people by a certain age, come on, get over it. They're not virgins. They're not a right. virgin. They're not a virgin. You know, right. we've all been around the block. And, and it's best to make each other, you know, happy is, is to know what the other one likes. So I think there's always that kind of new discovery part in a new relationship, but hell you can lie. You can say you read it in a magazine. You can tell your friend brought it up. You know, you don't have to say that you did this before. Um, I think oftentimes we have to protect people's egos and do whatever you got to do to do that, but at least get it out there, you know? Um, And I think, you know, Most guys really want to make you come. I mean, it's pretty awesome to make a woman Mm -hmm. come. I think it's way more fun to make women come than men come, in my experience. Right. um, So I think that 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 is such a, like, they'll get over that, you know. If they can make you want sex and have an amazing time doing it, I don't think they really care who you got that information from, you know, Um, as Mm -hmm. long as they get to be the one, you know, making you scream in pleasure at that time. So um, Right. But I do think it's possible, yeah, definitely bring it up ahead of time. And it is, it's part of that, like, kind of Oh, you know, and maybe it's a surprise, but like, like oh, maybe you want to do this, you know, like that starts that conversation, that anticipation that happens, you know, the day before, or you know, while you're at work, and you know, that's your sex yeah. night, or you know, and bring up right. like these little things, and then it gets them thinking, and it makes the day better for everybody. Um, so I do think ahead of time is good, but it, it depends. I mean, you can bring it up in the moment. If definitely if they're doing the right thing in the moment tell them to keep going. All right. That's one thing. At mm-hmm, least tell mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. to keep doing the things that you like and you can, you know, you know, gently maneuver or, um, you know, I think just, yeah, realizing that like, and whatever, you like it better on top, then you put him down you get on top. I think that men would a lot mm-hmm. of men would be really happy if more women kind of took more control. Because a life. lot of times there's a lot of yeah. women out there that want a guy to just figure it out. They don't have a vagina. They don't know. So the thing is is that if you really want to enjoy your sex life, you have to be open to exploring and, you know, yeah, kind of take the reins and, and try new things and tell your guy what you like or girl. All right. Multiple orgasms
1: for women. Is that something you can learn how to do, or is that just something your body
2: does and it just is what it is? Technically women have the capacity all women have the capacity to have multiple orgasms. Men, that is a lot, lot harder. And it's a way they're um, kind of wired. Uh, so there are men that can supposedly have multiple orgasms, but that, that's a pretty hard thing to do. Um, but women, the way it's like a chemical thing where we get to a plateau and we can have, keep having orgasms from this certain point where guys normally have to get all the way there and then come back. And, and, and you know, it's like uh-huh, you're climbing uh-huh. a mountain. So they have to come mm-hmm. all the way down to the end of the mountain before they can start climbing again. But women can kind of have to get this halfway point and they keep kind of mm-hmm. hitting the peak of the mountain. So all Mm -hmm. women can technically do it, but I mean, there's some women that have never had an orgasm in their entire life. So, and the thing, sad thing is, is that a lot of people don't even kind of, like, if you have an orgasm, you know, you have an orgasm and all the people that are pretty much Mm -hmm. saying, I don't know if I had an orgasm, they probably haven't had an orgasm. So first of all, we need to get them to orgasm. All right. Now, once we get them to orgasm, then anybody can have multiple orgasms. Um, But it is a, a matter of, you know, kind of doing the right things repeatedly. And, you know, just kind of wanting that.
1: All right. Now, let's see. So, okay, well, the other question was vibrator or not, but we kind of already touched on that. Vibrators are a good thing, and, you know, welcome in the bedroom, because then that gets the party Mm -hmm. started.
0: There's
2: all different sized ones, too. You can have the little ones that Mm -hmm. attach to the penis, the little silver bullets. You have ones. Now, vibrators have come a long way. It used to be that they were Mm -hmm. all kind of like half ass made. They weren't really great. Batteries. No, now we have ones that mm-hmm. charge. They're fabulous. We have ones that are covered in silicone, that are waterproof, that have various different modes and strengths. So, I mean, if you haven't looked for vibrators recently, go back out there because there is some amazing things. Um, and really high quality ones, not like the joke ones. Um, so, yeah. And um, go to sites like Good Vibes or, um, uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, babeland.com. Um, there's a... My favorite is called Lilo, but then there's also the old standard, the Hitachi Magic Wand, which is a Mm plug-in, but it is super powerful. Um, And they have attachments for that, like dildo-type attachments. Um, But it's also a great neck massager.
0: Um,
2: So it just depends on what kind of, you know, strength you want. Some of them are louder. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh No,
1: no, wait a minute. Back up. Did you say vibrators make them neck massagers?
2: Yes, the Hitachi Magic Wand. is it, it, it is famous among vibrators, but it's always been marketed as a like neck massager. So it's always kind of been one of those like open secrets, oh yeah, that's my neck massager. And it does look good as a neck massager, but it also works fabulous as a very strong quality vibrator. Well all right now. Patachi I you, magic not You learn something every you you learn something new every day 'cause
1: I I would have never thought about that. But okay, let's try it and we'll see what it does.
2: Mm-hmm. It's right. got like this bulbous end to it. But you're gonna add attachments that, oh. that make more penis like. Oh. Mm, okay. But okay. all the other ones um, they're, they're all different shapes. Mm-hmm. They have like the rabbit. So the rabbit was the one that had the vibrator that has like right. the hero and then the vibrator on the front. Um and it usually have like mm-hmm. rabbit ears on it. But now they have all different ones and different shapes and different girths, you know. So there really is. There's something for everyone. They have ones that are like thousands of dollars that are like solid gold and stuff. They have European ones, there's all different cool <laughs> stuff out there. Wait a second. A thousand dollar vibrator? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's like
1: solid gold ones. Wow, yeah, no, that, that's not my lane. I can, I can find other <laughs> things to do with a thousand dollars, but okay,
2: whatever Float your boat,
1: float on, float mm-hmm. on. Yeah, All And right. they even have one so, to go
2: on your fingers mm-hmm. so you can have like a vibrating hand. Oh, like yeah, little, yeah, know, I saw them before. I, I like
1: that, one. Mm-hmm. I like that, yes. One. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. Oh, this one is for one of the guys from one of our guys. So cool. his question is, um, he likes. Well, he's willing to do all sex. Um. Okay. But he don't think he quite knows exactly where he should be. Um, So are there Mm -hmm. some kind of general idea of where he needs to be and where he needs to stay and stick to, or do he just figure it out and kind of go by her moans and groans of, is he in the right
2: spot? Well... I mean, first off, it's a good idea to know where the clitoris is at. So they they, they well, what they always say, the man in the boat, he's at the front of the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you think of the vagina mm-hmm. as a boat, the little man at the the front, like towards the, the, you know, face side of the person, the stomach, all right, um, that is where the little hard little nodule is, all right? So the man at the boat, all right? So it's good to know where that's at. Mm-hmm. Now, some women like a lot of clitoral stimulation and some don't. So it depends. Mm-hmm. I start there and then kind of see. Now, if she's kind of pulling away from you, if you're just keeping your, your you know, tongue right on the clit, then that might be too much. So go around, loop mm-hmm. around, come back to it, all right? Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes add some fingers in so you can, you know, hit the G spot that way. So you, and just be careful with nails, um, especially, you mm-hmm. know, women, be careful with your nails, with anal sex or whatever. Um so make sure you have more of like the pad of your finger cuz it never feels good to have like nails digging into something. So um using right. like the pad of the finger, you know, looking for the, for the G spot or just using it as, you know, some stimulation as well. Um and then it kind of come up with a rhythm. I think that that's the more important thing. Just kind of like erratic, crazy, fast, you know, like got you know, go by how she's responding ask questions, you know, have just beforehand tell her like, you know, Hey, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. I want to know what works for you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's kind of where to start, but then, you know, um, I, I don't believe any of that stuff about spelling the alphabet or any of that stuff. That's not a rhythm,
0: um, right? No. So
2: I think if anything, think more like a drummer. <laughs> so you know, not I would say, and if I ever catch you down, down there with, like, saying the
1: alphabet okay. while you licking it, I'll be so upset with you, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to concentrate and focus.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and they really don't need to be sticking the tongue in, like, the vagina hole. That really doesn't do much. Like, oral sex, the main thing, is clitoral stimulation. So you want to use some fingers in there, but just sticking the tongue in there, it just kind of feels wet and weird. So, you know, keep the tongue on the clitoris. And you can, some people like it rough. Some people, you can bite the whole lips. You can, you know, you know, gently bite the clitoris. You know, you can kind of pop it in and out between your teeth. You can do, you know, all kinds of stuff. It depends. Some people want gentle pressure. Some people, you know, they really want you to, you know, kind of use a lot of pressure from your, you know, your chin or your tongue or whatever. So everyone is different. And yeah, that, you know, but kind of based on what your, your girl is going for then they'll give you an idea.
1: All right. All right. Okay. Next question. Is there a difference between orgasms and having a climax?
0: Um,
2: no, that is pretty much the same thing. Um, Yeah. Climax is orgasm. I would say those words can be used interchangeably. Whereas ejaculation, female ejaculation and orgasm, I would say are not necessarily the same thing, but climax. Yeah. That's what that means. It's orgasm. Now women can have multiple climaxes, but it's all kind of, it's Mm -hmm. reaching the the pin of that. And that's the problem that can be, we had mentioned about um, antidepressants and and medication that can cause problems. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's the problem. Like the person, They can get all turned on and almost there, but they just can't climax. And as you can imagine, that can be very frustrating. So that is one unfortunate side effect sometimes. And sometimes they can lower a dose of medication or add a different one that could help.
1: All right. Now, before we keep going, because I have a million more questions, was there anything that you wanted to talk about or – if someone wants to ask you a question, um, can they like email you or something? Yeah, sure. So, do you, you
2: want me to get give me my
1: email? email? <laughs> yeah, it gives
2: away my name, but uh,
1: oh no! Okay, no, 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 no. No, wait a minute. So you can email me,
0: and then because I have email
1: Yes, because I have a business email that's just for Make Me Feel It ah, Radio. Um, okay, that's that up to everybody. Right. Yes, and since everybody. So, so, all, already so we'll feel like it's name. all anonymous. Yes. Right, right, right. Because I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, their business is out in the street and it will remain between us three. But once right, I you cut, so I will know their I can name. They
2: name. It'll be cool.
1: Right. All right. So, if you have questions for Megan, email me, Stacey L. Ferguson, seven at gmail.com, and I won't judge. We all in this together. I'm here to help you. Don't worry about that. And we're gonna get you some um, answers to your questions. Uh, if you have questions now, feel free to inbox me on Facebook, Stacey L. Ferguson, if you're not already my friend, or if you want to ask a question on air, just push one, and we'll exit if you're on the phone with us now um so we going to keep this party going keep this party going all right
2: um stacy you had said about if there was one thing um, i wanted to add and there it is there is one thing that i think yeah, that go. actually a, a fair number of people there are some women that that Tense up with sex, and it it always makes it either impossible for them to have sex or very hard. Megan, Megan, Megan,
1: can you hear me? Uh Yes. The phone breaking up. Can
2: you hear me now? Yeah,
0: that's better.
2: Okay. So it's a condition called vulvodynia, which is basically, it means that sometimes it can happen after trauma, but sometimes it's just that, Um, they just tense up. There's any kind of stimulation down there. It's like they're on hyperdrive. Like their vagina just tenses Mm -hmm. to the point that it almost, guys say it feels like a brick wall, like they can't get past it. And a lot of times then it's like the brain kind of senses sex as painful and then it almost, it's this vicious cycle. So, and what people, you know, I mean, what they really need to do There is ways to treat it. There's um, with um, dilators. Sometimes there's actual physical therapy that can help, Um, but mainly letting women know that it's not impossible because a lot of them feel like I can't have sex or something wrong with me, oh, my God, Um, or the guy feels like I'm always hurting her. So I would encourage any of those people that have consistent painful sex or difficulty having sex to please get help because I think the longer people go with that, it it becomes more of a psychological Mm -hmm. issue and there is things that we Mm -hmm. can do that people can end up having, you know, healthy sex lives. So please, (laughs) we don't want anybody not being able to have sex.
1: Right. That is a good question. I mean, that is good knowledge um, because um, I have talked to several people and that was one of the questions, but that was further down the list that I hadn't got to. So, If you are having sex and it is painful, if you are feeling any kind of discomfort, that is something that you might need to check out. Sometimes it's not because he got a big nail and, you know, sometimes it could be something going on and you need to see. So if sex is continuously painful, that's something you need to get checked out and make sure everything is good. So, yes, yeah, thank you so well,
2: very much for that. Yeah, if they've never actually had sex, sometimes the hymen can be super thick. And the problem is, mm-hmm. is that it actually needs to be kind of like surgically open, that it's not just going to tear on its own. So that, that can be another okay. problem in the beginning. So sometimes it's a real easy fix. And other ones, you know, the sooner we, we get to it and figure things out, the better. Okay, cool. Now,
1: question can I really break his penis? So I guess in the process of having sex, you know, sometimes it bends or something, it's not going to break a little, it.
2: <laughs> a little bit of bending is okay, but actually a true broken penis can be, like, life-threatening. Because um, what, and there? there's some articles about, like, porn stars that have broken their penis, but what happens is, is that the penis is so engorged with blood, that mm-hmm. if it what's breaking? I mean, it's not a bone. There's not actually something breaking. But so when it's so hard, the, the urethra, which is the tube on the inside of the penis, will actually tear more easily than the outer skin. So what happens is if you mm-hmm. really bend the penis when it's really hard, it will tear mm-hmm. the urethra inside, and they can hemorrhage. Like all that blood that's filling oh, up the penis comes shooting out of like the penis like the urethra. So it can actually like that person 911 like so yeah that's what you you know be careful when you're like bouncing or anything cuz mm-hmm. yeah I mean it is it is extremely rare but it can hurt the guy and if it truly broke which would mean that it that actually the um the inside of the the penis tore then it can be mm-hmm. life threatening so you know so but again extremely rare but one of those things, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, it, it is possible, so don't be, you know, going crazy, jumping around on the penis and laying wrong right. or something. Right. So slow so well, down, all y'all, okay. young Sunday cat. <laughs> but the other <laughs> thing is there's, most penises are not straight. So some people think they have a broken penis, but it's just a curved penis. And some some curves are more than others, and they can curve all different directions. So... And sometimes that can be a benefit. How about it?
0: Works. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. What should I do if the condom comes off inside me?
2: Technically, the vagina is only three inches long, so you can reach it. I mean, you may, you can certainly go to your provider. I don't think you really need to go to the ER for it. But um, generally, just try to get in there with two fingers deep enough. Like, what I would say to do is go sit on the toilet, all right? And as if, you, like, you're having a bowel movement, you kind of, like, bear down, mm-hmm. that kind of the service mm-hmm. will push anything. That's the same way to find a tampon that got tucked too far up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really can't get it, come in. We can easily, you know, remove it at the clinic mm-hmm. but usually you can find the end of it but you don't want to leave anything in there because what will happen is you usually will end up with an infection um, because of yeah any foreign body that gets stuck in there and definitely no food food's a real problem, garlic, I've had well, I've had garlic stuck inside there so, garlic <laughs> yeah there's okay, what I'm about. not judging yeah, that it treats or something and you normally tie a string around it but the string came off and the garlic stayed in there <coughs> so okay now wait a minute so it's the old wild tale that you do what put a string
0: in what is <laughs> that the <laughs> garlic and you're okay. supposed to do
2: <laughs> I think that technically garlic's acidic so the idea is like if you have bacterial vaginosis or there's an imbalance that and then I think also sometimes for pregnant women if they have like group B strep or something that garlic can help like cure that um, so people actually take clothes of garlic and tie strings around them and put them in the vagina. And I don't know if it works or not, um, but, but again, it can get stuck in there. And then my whole office smelled like Italian. Wait a minute, Megan. Um, your phone breaks. Oh, sorry. I said my whole office smelled like Italian cooking. Okay. Very garlicky. Okay. It
1: was so kind of gross. Your phone – your phone broke up, so we didn't hear the end part. So the point of putting garlic in your vagina
2: is to do what? It could help fix like the pH. So um, oh. if, if certain people have certain infections, like bacterial vaginosis, mm-hmm. and then I think it's also used. Um, it's a supposed to be a cure for Group B strep. Like no doctor would tell you to do that, but you know, there's okay. like homeopathic stuff that says to do that. Okay. Wouldn't recommend it. Oh but Okay.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend that either.
0: <laughs> um
1: Okay, so next question. Um so for our men who like it a little sneaky freaky, um, pee in, in the vagina. Is that okay or is that a no
2: no? It is. I think it's pretty hard to do um, because they kind of – they can't really pee when they're hard. So they kind of have to get at least like, you know, to – so I don't know. I mean, if they can do it, then it doesn't hurt anything. Um, I mean, you're okay. pretty much sterile. But I think it, it's actually kind of physiologically hard for the guy to do. Okay. Be- same way like after a guy after they you know when they're still hard and they have to pee and they have to go to the bathroom they're kind of like standing there for a minute you know until it can come out because it's like there's two different systems so the when it's hard it shuts off the urine so that's why it's kind of hard to do oh okay so next
1: question can you prevent cleafing doing sex you
2: know what cleafing <sighs> is I totally do, and I totally don't think there is. I mean, somewhat if it depends on the position, so definitely certain positions or just coming all the way out and all the way in. You know, I think that puts more air in there. So I'd say maybe don't pull all the way out. But really, it's, mm-hmm. it does happen, and I would encourage the person to just, you know, like, again, sex is messy, sex is noisy, all kinds of embarrassing things happen with sex. So, you know, you just kind of mm-hmm. got to roll with it. Um, but, and queefing doesn't hurt anything, but, yeah, you can end up, especially when things really get going fast and, and quick,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. you could end up with
2: a lot of air in there, and it's fine. Um, but I'd say that, yeah, maybe slow it down. <laughs> Don't have the penis come all the way out and back um, and maybe, you know, change your position. But again, it's it's not a big deal. All right, now I I'm
1: um, I'm trying to get my computer to work with me here. Please, if y'all hear my husband coughing in the background throughout the whole show, don't be mad at me. I'm sorry. He got the
0: coolies <laughs> and his
1: allergies is acting up, and I'm putting him out the room now oh thing. um porn what's your what's your what's your what's your what's your i don't know what's your idea or what do you think about porn is porn good
2: think, Is too much porn well, not good i think if the person literally feels like it's if they like are you know Spending more time watching porn than engaging in their life then that is a problem um like if they mm-hmm. its addiction level, but otherwise, there's nothing wrong with porn I mean, I think that you know. You can get ideas from porn. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it can turn you – I mean, it's it's true. It, it works for a reason, you know. So I think sometimes couples watching porn together can be good because it gets them both in the mood. And I think sometimes pretending you're a porn star can be fun. <laughs> um, so, you know, <laughs> right. there's a reason why people are doing porn and and if they are underage or, you know, yeah. I mean, please stay away from child porn, <laughs> please. <laughs> but yeah, other than please. that um, – whatever is fine I think as long as you know you are not it's not getting in the way of your life and that it is it's helping your relationship and not harmful but um yeah there's absolutely you know nothing wrong with watching porn as long as you know everything else is good
1: all right all right all right and so for our um 50 shades of gray people uh-huh what we what we think about bondage and um intense pain do we have a do we have anything that I have to say about that or do we have a yeah, yeah. opinion about it
2: Sure, I think I even went through um for a while I had the kind of misconception that like there had to be something wrong with the people that that were into that just like and there is sometimes a lot of um like in the community, in, in the, the BDSM mm-hmm. community, um, there are some people that have had traumatic experiences or sexual abuse in their past. And maybe that is a way for them to, you know, their only way to kind of have sex healthily. I, I, but I think it's, it's bad to kind of go into like saying that everybody that does it has some kind of mental disorder. I think you really don't know. I think that as long as it is consensual and I mean, a lot of truly, you know, um, the way BDSM should be done safely is that everybody mm-hmm. should be sober, you know, everybody should be, you know, consenting, there should be safe words, um, you, you know, all kinds of things that kind of, like, keep it safe. And if those rules are not being mm-hmm. followed, then that is, you know, definitely a problem. But I think that as long as it's consensual, you know, it really kind of doesn't matter, and does that mean that, I think that the same way some people, you know, we have different levels of attraction for, you know, big butts, big boobs, skinny boobs, feet, you know, different kinds of eyes, Uh whatever uh else. I mean, some people also just like things a little bit rough. I think the main thing with BDSM is that it it heightens the experience. So whether that be sensual or psychological, um, you know, there's certain Uh things that you can do, setting a scene, role play, that kind of, Almost trick your mind into putting you in a different place, and that can stimulate things. So that can make a sexual experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, better. Um, and sometimes BDSM is not about sex at all. It's it's really about more of the the control. Power, um, you know, yeah. So right. It's, and and I think that that is all fine as long as everyone is you know on board and and there's safe words and there's you know all of that. Um, I think that you know to. It, it gets tricky when, you know, not everyone is playing by the same rules. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, as long as it's all consensual, then whatever you want to do, go right ahead. Um, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It's just, you know, what you like. Um, and there's different ways to do it. Like, you know, you want, if you want someone to whip you, there are certain places they should not whip you. So you definitely want to mm-hmm. stay away from the spine. You want to stay away from the kidneys. But areas that, uh-huh. you know, are, are safer is if you're going with the shoulders or you're going with the buttocks or you're going with the back of the legs, uh-huh. not the knees, but like uh-huh. the, you know, and then there's parts about like the master really kind of has to be aware that he's not hurting the person. Because sometimes when you're in that euphoric, you know, situation uh-huh. and you're uh-huh. like, oh my God, keep going. But the person has to watch the person's skin, make sure that you know, uh-huh. it's not too hot, that you know, they're not, mm-hmm. you know, pushing past a certain point. I mean, you may have bruises, you may have welts, and and some of that's fine. It just depends on kind of what you've agreed on ahead of time. Um, and, okay. Yeah, I mean, but we don't want to cause serious damage to anybody. And also there's sometimes, like, needle play and hooks and stuff like that, and it just has to be a lot of care that everything's being done sterile and that you can call 911 and, and, and all of that stuff. Um but I think that, you know, I, I've come to finally kind of realize that, you know, judging people doesn't ever help. You know, as long as you right. help people, you know, get off the way that gets them off safely and, you know, with everyone's consent, then whatever. You mm-hmm. know, it's fine.
3: All
1: right, now. All right. Okay. How can I make my partner, I guess he's a male, last mm-hmm. longer?
2: Is there something I can do to make him last longer during sex? Um, yes. I mean, he does have to communicate with you, though. Um, so definitely you can get a guy, it's almost like this pause, like right before. The, so the guy kind of has to let you know, like, stop. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, like, women that they can kind of, like, squeeze their vagina, like, when you have to pee. You, like, squeeze. Men can do that same mm-hmm. thing, and it kind of will stop them from ejaculating and it's it's like a. that is actually the one way that men can possibly have multiple orgasms but they have to time it really good and if they kind of stop it it's almost like they have a a you know physical ejaculation without the true ejaculation so then they can kind of come again but it's really hard to time right but um generally like a pause thing like just kind of taking a pause for a couple seconds slow it down you know Mm -hmm. so you know kind of but and a lot of times they don't want to stop, but if you really want to prolong things, you know, they have to kind of let you know, and you can squeeze hard with your vagina on their penis, but also telling them, I mm-hmm. they maybe to kind of like squeeze. And sometimes they can even put their mm-hmm. hand around the base of the penis and squeeze that can kind of you know, stop the, the progression to climax. Um, the other thing is, like, what do they always say? Think of baseball. <laughs> you know, a lot of it's memory for guys. So, you know, <laughs> stop and, and, and think of something else. You know, think of something gross. Think whatever, you know, um, to make them last longer. And sometimes masturbating ahead of time you know, can help. And sometimes it really just is something they're going through and, you know, try not to make a big deal about it. Like anytime with men, mm-hmm. sometimes like, you know, they can be very embarrassed and making a big deal only kind of makes it worse. So kind of roll with it. You know, even if you're not done yet, then tell them to go down on you or finger you or have them to mm-hmm. finish you off in another way. And my okay. dog just went nuts. I apologize. That's okay.
1: That's okay. We still here. We still rocking with you. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, and the next question. Oh, I'm getting a lot of questions tonight. This is awesome. I'm so happy. Thank you guys for tuning in. Now, next question is. Oh, okay. Is there anything I can do to make my vagina
2: tighter? Yes. Um. So the whole idea that, like, childbirth or, or, you know, you've had sex a lot, makes your vagina looser is kind of a myth. I mean, the vagina is a muscle. Um, So actually, the more you use it, technically, the, the, you know, tighter it should be. There's something called kegels, okay? Um, And and that same thing I was talking about that the guy can do, Um, women, Mm -hmm. uh, it's exercises they often tell women to do after they've given birth. But they actually, it's, okay, it's a a real particular, it's like a, You have to isolate, okay? So it's not your Mm -hmm. stomach muscles, it's not your butt cheeks. It's actually like the inside of the vagina, like kind of pulling up and in. It's the same same thing you do when you're trying not to pee. But it's like you have Mm -hmm. to isolate that you know, relax the stomach, relax the butt. You're just isolating those muscles. And the way you start Mm -hmm. doing them is it depends. Some people you know, Muscles are stronger than others, so some people can hold it for three seconds from the beginning, but a lot of people in the beginning, if their muscles are really weak, try holding it for one second and then release for one second mm-hmm. and then move up to two seconds. And what's recommended is that you, you know, try to get up to holding it for three seconds and then releasing for three seconds about, you know, ten times. When, so ten and, times a and can Yes, but you can, like, practice it at different times. Like It's like you're doing ten sets of it. <laughs> So you you do that 10 times a day. You know, you can put notes on your mirror. You can, you know, in your car. You can do it whenever. You can do it in a staff meeting. You know, wherever Mm -hmm. you think about it, you can do it. Nobody knows you're doing it. So, um, and that can actually, it actually helps you enjoy sex more because you, I mean, if you just kind of sit there and do kegels, you'll realize you can kind of get a little like turned on if you're thinking about the right thing. Um, And what it does is also you know, holds on to the penis and that can cause more stimulation for the Mm. male. And that also, you know, just makes enjoyment for you more. Anytime there's more, you know, that you're kind of able to tighten it, then you feel the penis go in and out more because your vagina is tighter for that reason. So it works for everyone involved. Um, so yeah, Kegels are the answer for that. They have Kegel weights. They have these like, um, wait a minute. What do you mean Kegel weights? They oh yeah, have I do know that. That you can put in your vagina, and you can actually almost like. But there, there's two different things. There's Kegel weights that you really are actually kind of like lifting up the weight with the vagina, where the one end goes in the vagina mm-hmm. and the other hangs out. But there's other ones that mm-hmm. are like two balls, and the balls kind of like move around in there, and then that kind of stimulates you to contract. So um, it's, it's it's interesting. They have all that stuff on like the, the the good vibes and um, uh. Oh, what's the other one, um, Bland websites and stuff. But um, it's also something that's often recommended for women that have incontinence issues after they give birth. <laughs> so it's always mm-hmm. good idea to strengthen everything up down there. Um, now, there is surgery is not the answer. There's some weird surgeries that, that you know, re, that you are, just like, you know, fixing the vagina. I mean, the thing is, is that after, mm-hmm. um, it is a muscle, you know, and, and some people – I think some people just never use their, their muscles. They never tense it up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, but I think, you know, everyone's vagina is bigger or smaller. They're kind of, you know, born that way. There's no, like, we've all heard that in high school. I remember like, you know, the girl, mm-hmm. Oh, she had the loosest this vagina ever. I feel so bad. Cause that's like, so not true. The person was probably just like, you know, I don't know, not really enjoying themselves. Cause if you're not, you know, like if you're really just right. a dead fish, then you're not tensing anything. You're probably not enjoying sex. They're probably not enjoying sex. Um, So I definitely, you know, kegels are the way to go. Be engaged. Um, Yeah, and that that would be how to, you know, make things tighter.
0: All right.
1: Um, Is there a direct connection between
2: kissing and um, getting wet? Definitely. Um, Any kind of, like, sexual touching like that will definitely get you wet. But even just thinking about it will do that. So you don't necessarily even need to have physical stimulation. But, yes, kissing definitely helps.
1: All right. All right, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm getting down to the end of my question, so I'm um, reading through them. Why do people love the whole daddy-daughter fantasy?
0: Hmm. can
2: entirely answer that. Um I think that sometimes But okay. (laughs) I think the whole daddy daughter I I I think it's more of a submitting to something. I don't think, you know, whether Mm -hmm. you call it daddy daughter or or boss secretary or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, prisoner, guard, whatever you want it want it to be. I think that sometimes we go through most of our life trying to be so in control and sometimes it's refreshing to not be in control. And I think that's what that's, you know, more about is, you know, kind of submitting to somebody, not in a way in which they're going to hurt you, but in a way in which that you can safely say you're going to take care of me or you're going to be in control and I can, you know, relax. I think that's a lot of what that is. Now, I think in a negative sense it could be someone that really is a mess and is looking for somebody else to save them, and that's always a bad scenario. (laughs) Um, But I think done correctly that, you know, Respectfully and everything that that can just really be a turn on for some people. Okay. Okay, right.
1: I get it a little bit. I think okay, whatever. <laughs>
2: yeah the key is just trying to be open you know i mean because you never Mm -hmm. know what you're going to like and stuff that used to be so taboo like 10 years ago now you know everyone's all about like you know a little bit of handcuffs and everything else so i think that like Mm -hmm. you never know until you try it and it might be something that you know as long as it's done respectfully and safely it could really you know help your sex life
1: all right, all right, all right. And we need anything that's going to improve our sex life because women, I am so tired of y'all walking around mad. I'm going to need you to find the right guy that works for you. <laughs> and even if that's the only thing you use him for, I'm going to need you to get some and stop walking around mm-hmm. mad all the time. I went to, okay, so I had an event yesterday. We were at the barbershop and two women walked in. One woman, one of the women was. So nice and so friendly and talking. The other one, from the time she walked in to the time we left, she just sat there with a mean face and just kind of stern and looking up. And she don't know us from, like, I just wanted to be like, can, can some of y- one of y'all take her in the back and have her leave some stress real quick so she can come back <laughs> and just be nice and pleasant? Like, I need you guys. Like, you don't understand the effects of sex. Everyone needs a good sex partner, even if you don't want to be in a relationship, even if whatever the case may be, you need to relieve some stress and get some good pheromones flowing so that you can be nicer a little bit.
2: So I mean, No, video. it's true, and about that's it. why I think
1: vibrators are key for, you know, if you really don't have yes, that you want to yes, do it. <laughs> yes. A good toy that's can fine, be yes. a wonderful Get yourself thing. a good toy. Yes, whatever works for you, get it done so that you can be nicer because everybody just walking around angry, that's not good. All right, so you are listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey, this Sunday night and every Sunday night, and our special co-host is our Dr. Ruth, Megan, so all your questions, if you are on the line and you have a question, uh, push one. If you are listening from your computer and you want to inbox me, Stacey L. Ferguson, send me an inbox message. I'll ask it over there, and you'll get your, a- your questions answered. All right, next question is? What is the protocol of condom usage in a two-girl, one-guy threesome? Should you be changing it with both girls every single time? Hmm,
0: good question.
1: Technically, yes.
0: (laughs) I
2: mean, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, because, no, no. Yeah, you'd really want to to change it every time, which can be kind of annoying, but uh, that's, you know reasons are kind of annoying that way sometimes um so to to do it right and and prevent any exchange of fluids because otherwise yeah her juices yeah he won't get the juices but the girl's juices will get switched back and forth and girls can definitely get STDs from each other so yes they would have to change the condom between everyone
1: and um to our LGBTQ community um if you are girl or girl um, and you are using a strap-on, you should be cleaning it um, because strap-ons can transmit STDs also. Yes.
2: Yeah, so you can use condoms or you can use um, silicone. Um, silicone dildos are non-porous. So you don't like the cheap okay. dildos, the jelly ones like the, the um, mm-hmm. Dr. Johnson or whatever that you find at like Hustler or something – those are not good gilchias. Mm-hmm. Those should be thrown out for each new partner, because they're they're jelly, and technically it's porous, so germs can get in there. Now, usually an STD is not going to stick around that long, but still. Um, you know, it's kind of gross. So, um, you can, now the silicon ones you can boil, which so you can do it that oh, way, Okay, so, but you really can just wash them with antibacterial soap and hot water, but you can boil them, um, but
3: mm-hmm. you can also
2: use condoms on them. But those are usually okay. expensive investments, so you're usually not going mm-hmm. to throw it out with a new partner because you probably spend $120 on it. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Mm-mm. You're going to need to find something that's not poor so you can wash that thing off and keep it moving. Yes. All right. Um, if you are having intercourse and uh, you are going in both the vagina and the anus, uh, is, is, is it that, a that can complete be a problem. must that you should <laughs> – Right, that you should well, be washing yeah. it
2: off in between. You really should. Um, the problem is, is that there's a lot of bacteria in the anus, and that bacteria can cause uh, a urinary tract infection because the urethra, the opening to the to the bladder, is right inside the vagina. So any bacteria can get on up into the bladder, um, and it can also um, cause bacterial vaginosis, which is like the change in the pH of the the in the vagina. So I would definitely say. To ideally finish in the anus, <laughs> don't go back and forth. And if you do, um, either, you know, change the condom or get up and, you know, wash with soap and water. Um, and always, women should always get up and pee after sex regardless, but especially in a situation really? like that. Yeah. Wow, so it, what does that do? Okay. Sex is messy. Sex is messy, right? So, you know, most Mm -hmm. of us like bacteria from the skin or the anus, it gets all mixed up in that. I mean, it's even worse if you're going from renal sex to vaginal sex, but even regular sex, that can happen. Um, So any bacteria can get, since the urethra is right inside the vagina, you know, Mm -hmm. just all that messiness, it can get into the urethra. And if you don't get up and pee, women have such a short urethra. Men, it goes all the way up the penis and the bladder. But with women, it's super short. So, if you give it enough time, it can multiply and move up into the bladder, and once it's gotten into the bladder, then it just multiplies like crazy, and that's why we end up feeling like we have to pee every five seconds, and, and it burns when mm. we pee, or we just went, and we still have to go again, and a lot of times, UTIs are common in, like, a new relationship, and it's kind of for two things, like, you're maybe not used to their bacteria, you know, but also – um, just that you're having more sex and you're usually, Oh, I love you. I want to cuddle all night and you should really get up and go pee. <laughs> so also,
0: okay. also
2: if you, um, and sometimes even just having sex for a, like, if you're having sex for like 40 minutes, you know, if you're someone mm-hmm. that's really prone to UTIs, you might want to get up halfway through there, take a break, go pee, come back. Um, So sometimes that can be an issue as well.
1: Okay. 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 Um, I'm coming, y'all. I'm sorry. I was so busy listening. I totally forgot to get my <laughs> next question ready. <laughs> That's a very
2: important thing. I tell all the young people that I see is that, like, nobody realizes that. But UTI is be really annoying, and you can't get any medication over the counter. So um, there is a medication that helps with the burning, but it doesn't actually cure it. So there's a medication okay. called azo-urinary pain relief. Good until mm-hmm. you can get in with a doctor, but you got to go see a doctor or a nurse practitioner.
1: Okay. Um. Hey, I think that was all my questions, really. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, y'all. If you have any questions, feel free to inbox me. Or if you are on the line with us and you have a question, feel free to push one. If you inbox me, it will remain anonymous. I'll just ask the question, and then you'll be listening for the Uh-oh, what is going on? That's not right. <laughs> All right, so I guess that is it for us for tonight. Because I don't have any more questions. That's all right. Thank
0: you. I mean and it's great, I think, you
2: know Well what you said, it's true. If everyone was having, you know, more sex, plus it's the cheapest way to make yourself happy, all right?
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> Other
2: mm-hmm, than buying mm-hmm. expensive things or dangerous things like alcohol and drugs and you know, I mean sex Absolutely. can make you feel great and everybody pretty much has it accessible. So, um, definitely. Um, but no, it was fun. Thank you, Stacey. No, thank
1: you, Megan, because you are the best Dr. Ruth I ever did meet. And, yes, you give us all the information straight, and we appreciate you being on the show. And like I said, guys, I know that, you know, on regular radio, these are not topics that they are going to discuss in detail. And I want everyone to be informed. I want everyone to Kind of know that there is an outlet out there if you have any questions or concerns, Um, and there's someone out there that can help you, and that's going to give you the correct answers from a nurse and not just, you know, some stuff they made up off the top of their head. So I appreciate you coming on the show, and we are going to try to do this, if not monthly, then every other month because I need our sexual health to be just as important as our emotional and physical health Um, because it's a part of life and it's something that everybody's dealing with at some point or another and you're going to have some questions. So always know that Make Me Feel It Radio is just here for you, for your everyday life, for whatever happens. We all have, have things that we go through and it's comforting to know that. Someone else may be going through the same thing that you're going through, and even if it's something embarrassing or even if it's something that you don't really want to tell someone. But if you are listening to a radio show and they're talking about the topic and you can kind of get your um, questions answered, then, hey, why not? So Make Me Feel It Radio is here for you. If you have some topics that you want to talk about that I have not touched on yet, feel free to send me an email at stacylferguson seven at gmail.com. Um, if there's some things that you want to know about that you need more information and you need me to do some research for you, that's why I'm here. This is more than your just regular talk show radio. This is a movement, and I'm here to help you. So use me. Um, we have a voice in our community. We just don't use it a lot. Um, so I'm here for you guys, and Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the questions. Um, Next week, make sure you talk to five people and tell them about my show Um, so we can kind of get our voice heard in the community. I can't do this by myself. I'm trying my best, but I need you guys too. So, again, Megan, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for all your knowledge. And thank you for being down to earth and kind of not judging our people because you know we all got questions and some of them aren't, you know, stuff that we kind of want everybody to know about. But we appreciate all your knowledge and all your
0: um It was common a pleasure. You know,
1: <laughs> everybody don't have good common sense around here these days. So, that, thank, that you. Thank, you, thank you. Thank <laughs>
0: you.
1: Thanks, Stacy. So, anything? No problem. Anything you want to say before you go? Any topics you want to discuss before you go? STDs. We we know nobody really want to talk about it, but, you know,
2: it is what oh, it no, it's is. I mean, I think we all need to get tested. We need to take responsibility for ourselves. We need to know our own status, and we need to make mm-hmm. sure that we protect our partners and that we're just honest. I think that that is a, 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 a key part. Um, and just have enough self respect yep. that we want to protect ourselves as well as the people that we're with. Yes, and to um, my audience,
1: 1515 West North Avenue, Baltimore City Health Department, there is a clinic there, Druitt Healthy Teens and, um, I'm sorry, Druitt Family Planning and Healthy Teens and Young Adults. You can get tested there, you can get birth control there. You can get your annual um, pap smear exams there. If you are having any gyn problems, and for our males, if well, males up to twenty-four, Megan, is that
2: correct? Uh, no, no, doesn't matter. It can go all the way up. Okay. If they're going, to oh, cool. yeah, so no, we so, can we can see all males. All right. So if you
1: need any help, if you are in the Baltimore area. If you don't have insurance, they don't care. They just want you to be you want seen to give the, at number? the clinic. Yes, 410. They're, okay, so there are two <laughs> sites. There is one yeah. West North Avenue, I mean 1515 West North Avenue that's um at the corner next to the library of uh, North Avenue and Pennsylvania Avenue. The phone number is 410-396- 0185. If you need any t- any kind of Issues, men, women, any sexual issues, birth control, STD testing, whatever, give them a call, set yourself up an appointment, go be seen. Um, Then on East Baltimore, the address is 620 North Carolina Street. It's Carolina Street and Monument Street, right next to Johns Hopkins. The phone number there is One, make yourself an appointment, get tested, be seen, you know, go in, don't be scared, don't be embarrassed, I'd rather you be safe than sorry,
2: and you have
0: a lot of good doctors
2: there. Everyone can have my name, it's it's Megan Shipley, so if you want to see a nurse practitioner there, I would be happy to see you. And our good Dr. Ruth is the um, nurse on duty there, so if you
1: want to see Megan, feel free. Uh, call, make an appointment, tell them you just want to see Megan. But there are other um, clinicians there. Um, Courtney is a very good clinician. And, you know, both Courtney and Megan and Stephanie, uh, Mm -hmm. they are young. um, So they know what's going on. They out in these streets. They down. They not some old people that don't know what's going on. They young people. They are up to date with all the current trends and Everything and they can help you out And they're really down to earth And they really care about the community So if you We don't really care If you have insurance, fine, all the maria If you don't have insurance (laughs) That's fine, bring in a couple dollars We still going to see you So Mm -hmm. putting that out there Joy family planning or healthy teens And young adults For all our parents that's listening All our aunts and uncles If you have nieces and nephews They are teenagers We see them starting at age 12. If you know your kids, your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren are out here and they are having sex, you need to tell them, hey, either get in touch with Stacy or call this number. Give you the number again, 410-396-0185 or 410-396-9401. We have walk-in days for the kids for 12 to 24. Um, we have a day that they can just walk in and be seen. They don't need an appointment. So give them my information. Tell them, call me. We need to keep our kids uh, safe, and we need to keep them, um, keep them tested, keep them whatever. We need to keep our kids because we can't just have our kids out here not knowing anybody and getting into everything. So send them to Jewish Family Planning and Healthy Kings. We'll take care of them. You good, Megan? I'm good. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey. I'm signing off for tonight. Enjoy your week. Smile. (laughs) Have some sex, either with a person or a toy. (laughs) Stop being so stressed out. (laughs) Or rub one out. Whatever you're going to do, get it done. Walk around and smile and be happy. I love you, Megan. You the best. I <laughs> love you too, sweetie. Bye. Good night, everyone. We signing off.